Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. It's a sound off show. It's Matt Kundle. This time I'm joined by Tracy Koga from ilikehugh.com. Tracy joins us from Winnipeg. Hi, Tracy. Hello. Good morning. Great. And full disclosure, we work together on your podcast and uh, we get a chance to uh, get together. Not as often, I think, as we like over the last year. It's been difficult. And I've been meaning to bring you on just to talk about some of the things that you do and that you've been doing for many, many years. But take me back when I first got to Winnipeg, Mm -hmm. um, which was like 2006-ish, you were somebody who would be who'd frequent my TV screen and you were working, uh, I believe, on my television. So tell us what you were doing back then. <laughs> well, yes, I was working for Shaw TV and we were the community-based uh, station. So very much in the community telling all the good news stories. So nothing ever controversial, political or derogatory or any sense like that. So um, that was the beauty of the job and certainly meeting so many different people from all walks of life. So it was a lot of fun. When did you first know you wanted to get into television? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, it was a little prompting from my mom, who's actually volunteering when it was then Vidion. And she said, you know, it's kind of interesting. She was just doing behind the scenes production for a little uh, school show, educational show. So she said, there's another show and they're looking for a reporter. So I had just recently retired from the Royal One Pig Ballet. And I thought, well, I'll give this a try, you know. And uh, lo and behold, uh, the producers were awesome. And I spent probably the next, uh, wow, good portion, 10 years, like behind the scenes, being mentored by so many super experienced people uh, that gave me a, a better view, I think. Um, moving forward in my career to really have a better grasp on all aspects of the production, not only in front of the camera, but also behind the camera. And who were some of those mentors? Because I I don't think anybody becomes successful at broadcasting without having a few of them along the way to hold our hands and to maybe push us back in the line and, or to get us thinking, who were some of those mentors along the way? Oh gosh. well, you know what, the, the people obviously at Vidion, because they were the beginnings of, uh, of my career and taught me all the values, obviously, about volunteering and having a lot of patience. But um, uh, Marv Thiessen, uh, the great Marv Thiessen, who uh, passed away uh, a, a few years, probably many years ago, um, was a dear soul and, and uh, very nurturing and, and uh, very supportive. And all of my teammates as, as I kind of call them and, and got to know them my cameramen um, producers comes to mind Jim McGregor of course uh, cameramen um, so many John Camption uh, and uh, Michael Grant and I would be really bad because there's so many to list now Matt because <laughs> I, I spent a lot of years and I think it's once you get past like five, you're then in the weeds and it's yeah, leaving yeah. people out. Well, and you know, and I have to give kudos to my Shaw TV. So Vidion then uh, 
took over and bought out Shaw. So some of my teammates I got to come full circle with. And uh, like just most recently, all of the the team that when we all kind of left in 2018, um, there's so many, but uh, Jeff Bromley, John McClure, Michael Byfield, Michael Grant, uh, you know, there's just so many that come to mind and, and all of the uh, producers too as well. So yeah, they were all, we were all family. Tell me about Winnipeg and how you would describe it to, you know, in compared to, you know, other North American cities. <laughs> well, you know what, Matt, I have to be really honest. This is the only place I've ever lived in. So born, raised, and here I am. <laughs> although I've traveled a lot. So having said that, I mean, you know, the big cities like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, like they're totally amazing. And uh, when I'm there, I'm kind of thinking, wow, would it be ever cool to work here because there's so much happening. But to be truthfully um, honest, Winnipeg is very unique uh, in it, in itself that we are small, but we play on the big world stage, so to speak. Uh, we have entertainers that are world-renowned. Uh, we have politicians and celebrities that have done amazing things. So, you know, you don't have to stray very far from your own backyard to get the good stories. What were your favorite stories when you were working at Shaw? What was the one type of story that you're like, I love doing this. This makes it all worthwhile every day. Well, the big part of it, Matt, uh, at Shaw, I had or we had a very, very long leash, so to speak. Uh, the beauty of it is pretty much we could do whatever story we wanted. So that was number one. There is no question. Um, and of course, number two, you had to have a good eye for a story. So there's so many that come to mind. But I guess some of the opportunities that I was very fortunate to have while working with Shaw TV was one, going to Israel and doing a whole uh, documentary on Winnipegers that have been living in Israel and uh, learning about their culture and the whole reason of they, they're staying in Israel. Um, and uh, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. And then as well, going up to Churchill and documenting the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra for the first time going up north and bringing symphonic music to that northern community. And it was... a an interesting time because they were in relations with Russia. Uh, um, people might remember doing the, the great uh, transport seaport between Churchill and Russia. So we had the dignitaries from Russia there and it was just amazing. And the town of Churchill was just incredible. So those are just a few of the things. And then I guess lastly, uh, sitting down at a table with uh, President Jimmy Carter. He was here for Habitat for Humanity their anniversary. And uh, wow, he's quite, quite the man. And so is his wife. Yeah. And and uh, recently, by the way, CNN had a great documentary. Yeah. I, I didn't know about his uh, affinity for the Allman Brothers and his relationship <laughs> with rock and roll music. So it's incredible yeah. all the things we learned. Because I mean, if you look back historically, he had four tumultuous years, which featured mm -hmm. gas lineups and uh, the Iran hostage uh, affair. And it just it was all bad news every day, but you know, here he is afterwards as just the, this this man who's you know Habitat for Humanity. He came up here, and I, I believe he had to spend a couple of days in the hospital just to, you know, because I think he got he overworked himself in the Winnipeg weather. 
Yes, like at the time he was 92 and he was out front sawing and hammering and it was when we were going through that incredible heat wave. And yes, he did uh, succumb to some heat uh, exposure. But uh, he first thing he says is, oh, I was so impressed with all of your uh, hospital care and Medicare. And <laughs> so it was pretty cool. I want to talk about two of the transformations that you made. And one of them was, was, you know, moving out of, you know, conventional television and working into uh, the internet space. And this is, I mean, look at what we're doing now. I mean, this is pretty fantastic to think. I mean, obviously looking at you and looking at me, one of us has a has obviously an eye for for putting together a, a set and a backdrop. Uh, and well, you know, probably you know, some some makeup and, and better with appearance because you you are quite there. And, I, and thank you, by the way, for, for that side shot of of the set you've got. Um, it, it looks fantastic. And, yeah. and all the work that you put into I Like You. So, so tell me how ilikeyou.com came together and what it's all about. Well, to put it in a nutshell, it was a continuation of what I had been doing before Shaw TV kind of changed their mandate. And I just felt that there was still a deep niche and a deep kind of hole left where we were pretty much the, the people that were filling that hole with the great community stories. So I really wanted to do something uh, like that, but also knew that we were going to be online, Matt, too. So I know we had this conversation that, you know, we can't be totally specific to Winnipeg. And then with this pandemic, I hate to say it because it's been overused and whatever, but we're all in this together. It kind of changed the whole dimension of what we were doing. And so now we have um, developed a new show called Hugh at Home, which is definitely virtual now, but hence the set. Hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, maybe in the you know, next month, we might be able to have a live guest here and do a combination of virtual like what we're doing now and then with a live guest and still continuing the conversations. And that obviously led me to you uh, with all of your podcast and radio experience um, the beauty, of, I guess, of just listening, because that's really something that we've all lost, I think, is just simply listening. Yeah, and I was so glad that you reached out to me to, to, to become involved with podcasts. So, so for those who know me and what I do, and uh, Tra Tracy does the opposite of what I do. She's first <laughs> and foremost, obviously, very visual. Um, you've been doing stuff on Zoom. Uh, you've got a YouTube channel. And as well, you wanted to incorporate some podcasts so that people could listen while they were on the go. I've, I've been the reverse. I've been working solely in audio. And just recently in the pandemic, have I taken this the video thing uh, a little more seriously uh, mm -hmm. by having the conversations here? And then I'll take the conversation and then I will put it on the podcast. So I know a lot of people want to do both and, and, and you know, go gangbusters. But, you know, we're in, a, we're in a live scenario. And by the way, if anybody has a question or wants to comment, they can do so right now on Facebook. We'll be happy to uh, to address it but yeah the experience is there are two different ways to consume really the same thing and uh and you know you, you've obviously done a great job with your set and and becoming visual tell me a little bit about some of the guests that you bring on your show i think you're going you're going to be going live today at 11 30 <laughs> so what do you got coming up today and what are some oh. you can expect well you know what uh when we when i first approached you right we were an all-female kind of talk show and we still predominantly are, but um, we really want to tackle the issues uh, it, from a different point of view, I guess. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about virtual harassment 
So it is actually involving very much something like we are doing right now. Um, sadly enough, a local teacher was harassed in her own virtual classroom. Believe it or not, some uninvited students got the link and uh, they entered the classroom and uh, started yelling and shouting terrible things at the teacher. And she broke down in tears and she left her classroom. This is, I have never heard of anything like this. And, you know, I need to ask, you know, a little bit more, have a little bit more tech savvy on all of this because we're all in Zooms. We're all in webinars or whatever. And we think that they're, that we're safe, but apparently we're not. So this is a whole new wave of, I don't know what you want to call it, but virtual harassment. So we're going to all tackle that. We don't know much about it, but um, obviously we've had talks throughout the t pandemic and, and looking at uh, listening to all of our podcasts, which is kind of nice too, is how we've all kind of grown through all of this and uh, the information and the stories we've shared. Um, we've had breakdown cries with people that have talked about their own personal um, abuse and the emotions and, uh, of course, mental health is a huge issue. So we've had more women share their stories on how they're not coping. And, you know, they, at the end, they say just by sharing their story, they feel better. And um, it's all these little things that you find a silver lining, not only in the pandemic that we're living in, but also um, for speaking, for listening and having a platform, I think, for people to share their stories, which is really important to me. You touched a little bit on on the pandemic, and you know when it hit. Here you are with the with, with the company, and it's a little bit beyond obviously a startup at this point because you've been going for so long. But oh no, you you want to shift it home? And you know, by the way, for those who don't know, I mean Tracy was doing these shows out in the community in various you know places. At one point, you were looking at doing one in in, in a mall, making it more public, making it more accessible. And then along comes this pandemic and kind of throws water all over those plans. How have you coped? <laughs> well, obviously, uh, moving it home. Um, yeah, I, and I don't know, Matt, like how thing, things will be different. It, I don't think that there will be the big crowds to see a show or anything like that, so to speak. Um, but who knows? I could be wrong. So I, it's like always pivoting. And I think having access to great tech technology and having, you know, great mentors and people to kind of share their knowledge. That is how it's kind of guided me to where I am right now. And I don't necessarily want to stay like this, of course, but yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I think right now we'll ride the course. We're all kind of at the beg and mercy of, our premier and the province and how well we do in this pandemic. But I really do definitely think there's going to be a shift in the industry that we're in. Good. Well, I'm very excited today coming up. I also want to let you go because in 45 mm -hmm. minutes, you've got your show to do. So I want to thank you for taking time before your show to uh, to jump on this one and to give everybody an update on, on what you're doing and how you're handling it. And uh, I like you.com for, for everything involving Tracy. Thank you very much for being here today. Oh, thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening. 
This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.